What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, Patrick. Yeah? What's a blind man's favorite color? I don't know. What? Corduroy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what corduroy is? I do know what corduroy is, but it's not a... Co- oh! It's because he's blind, you dummy. Oh! Laugh at my joke. I don't know what you expected. Oh my gosh, you set it up so well. You were like, Patrick, I have a joke to tell you at the beginning of the podcast. It was, was my grandpa's... great. It was my grandpa's joke. I'm sorry, I thought it was going to be good. That is a grandpa joke, because much like, gran- much like grandpa's... Oh, never mind. Corduroys are what grandpas wear. I'm sorry. <laughs> my grandpa just has this thing with colors. Like, he'll say... What's your favorite color, Grandpa? He'll say polka dot. And when we were younger, <laughs> it would just make us so mad because polka dot's not a color, Grandpa. Gosh darn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's start the show. I'm sorry that the joke wasn't as good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 23. This is Ethan, a.k.a. Bro-Postle. And this is Patrick at Catholic Pat. Uh, this is a good, it's a good day. I'm having a good time. I actually got up earlier than five minutes right before we started recording, so I'm feeling really good. That's insane. I know, because usually I just roll out of bed, <laughs> throw on some pants, because I feel uncomfortable talking to you with no pants on. That yeah, Thank <laughs> and you. and record the show. So I'm actually kind of I'm lively. I had a bowl of cereal. I'm ready. Nice. How you doing? I'm doing good. I woke up before the podcast as well. Um, before five minutes before the podcast, <laughs> I was I was I wanted to wake up at eleven o'clock and then record at eleven o'clock and then go back to sleep, but that didn't happen. Yikes! So I also had cereal before the podcast. What kind That's did you have today? I had cinnamon toast crunch. I had frosted flakes because I just ran out of cinnamon toast crunch, but it's it was tragedy. good. I I had to go into my living room to pour the cereal because there were so many. Um, I live with a fraternity guys and there was a party last night and I, there was, 
there's so many cups and bottles and boxes <laughs> all over our counter space that I didn't have any room to pour my cereal. I'm like, if you're going to do your revelry, at least leave me some room to enjoy some sugary goodness. <laughs> you know? Sugary, flaky goodness. I know. I was so, I was just miffed. But you're like okay. shoving people off the counter where they fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, obviously, every college frat party ends up with people passed out and staying the night, right? That's just what Oh, I, yeah, totally. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, 100%. There was a few people slept in my room on accident. I was the only person that slept in my room. Anyway, did you have a story to tell, or are we just going to do this? Oh, yeah, so this is actually really exciting. Make it quick, um, nerd. Do you, <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember when I told you that I was getting interviewed for the school newspaper? Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay, so I was... Um, well, so every every dorm on campus has a chaplain, and sometimes it's a priest, sometimes it's a religious brother. But I, I saw that it was a priest, and I went in to have. I was like, "Hey, I I could I could use some confession." And I walk in, and he's reading the newspaper, and I see our podcast logo, and I'm just like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> yeah, I know it's just in a newspaper, and I was there just like, is. "Yeah," and I was like, "Hey, that's my podcast." And then I was like, "Wait, I definitely shouldn't tell him that it's my podcast because he's about to hear all of my sins." So, <laughs> I didn't mention it. <laughs> That's funny. Can you send yeah. me a copy of that newspaper? Yeah, it's going to be posted online. They have like an online version as I well. I want so you I'll to just, I'll mail it, it to me. I, I mean, carry, I could do that. Carry your pigeon, please. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very important. Do what I say. <laughs> Mailing is a reality. I mean, I don't know why it's a joke. I could do it. <laughs> yeah, why would you use the mail? <laughs> Trad. <laughs> This is the second time I've been called a trad this week. Good. You probably deserve it. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway. Speaking Wait, you of... you made me tell my story before you did Crunch of the Week. Oh, shoot. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me of Crunch of the Week. Golly. Okay. I didn't do it what last week, so I'm going to try and pump in two real quick. Um, these are from the reviews on iTunes. If you haven't left a review for us on iTunes, please feel free. Do not feel required to leave a five-star review because we had our first non-five-star review... A it's couple exciting. of weeks ago. Um, I'm so pumped. It's because it's I spelled the word complimentarity wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and the title is just compliments. Three stars. Not complimentarity, but complementarity. Spell check needs to be on. And I said, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to change it because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, um, I, sp- I didn't even notice. I spent 19 years of my life thinking that the word complimentary and compliment were spelled the same way. So yeah. there you go. It's a common in my mistake. defense. Spell check would always say, hey, this word is spelled wrong, but every time I clicked on it, it said no replacement found, and so I was like, whatever. It's going to stay it, that way. It said it was spelled wrong, but I just ignored it, and I thought that I knew what I was talking about, and I'll <laughs> never do that ever again. Uh, we had another one, uh, I think, titled, I Go to Franciscan. Um, Same. I've been listening since SoundCloud, and it still has yet to disappoint. Plenty to talk about memes, social media. And the life of a Catholic young adult, pretty solid. Harambe would rate 10 out of 10. A little dated on the Harambe reference, but I still appreciate the sentiment. Becca Lena 10. Thank you. We're still listening to Geronimo, that one song from like two years Uh, ago. Hey, Geronimo. Yep. That that song, that's like the poster song for Catholic conference intro music. (laughs) You're right. Wasn't that at Seek? I think it was at Seek. I've only heard that song in a conference with other Catholic women jumping around screaming the words I've never listened to that on my own anyway here's Wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> you just stop saying that um, 
Can we go? Are we good? Yeah. Do you have Thanks anything else that you're going to yell at me about before I start the topic? Hey, you told... Never mind. I did. Whatever. I'm, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight. Not today, today is a good day. Uh, Patrick and I apparently both went to confession this week, so this is perfect. It's true. Uh, we wanted to do an episode on confession because a while ago when everybody... We said, tweet us stuff that you want us to talk about. We made a list. And confession was on the list. And we've been meaning to do it for a while, and we figured, you know, why not? Uh, I think it's a good good thing to talk about. Um, I... I have a love-hate relationship with confession, to be honest, because I, I go pretty regularly, but whenever I'm in line, I'm just all sweaty, and I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I just grumble to myself the whole time, but then once I actually Quit go, it's always really, really good, yeah. and uh, I used to not go very often at all, you know, just regular Advent and Lent kind of confession deal, but... In the past year or so, I've been trying to go at least once a month. Um, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but that's kind of where I'm sitting. And it's a lot better now because you can feel – when you start going, you know, at least with some regularity, you can feel yourself being like, oh, I need to go to confession soon. Like I need – you start feeling your sins start to weigh down on you and you know that you need to go because you want to – you don't want to be like that anymore. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just kind of weird that shift in mindset that happens so quickly when you start to commit to the sacrament like that. Anyway, that's just where I'm at. Where are you at with it? I mean, confession is a pretty regular thing here. I bet. I try to go every week, every other week. Wow. Um, yeah, like confession at Franciscan is like every day, except for Fridays, which I thought was weird. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's only been recent that I've been taking confession more seriously. Um, confession for me was not not Advent and Lent so much as every time I went on retreat and there was confession yeah. available. Yeah, that too. For Through high school and I was like, oh yeah, that's sufficient. You know, I'd go in and be like, yeah, I'm really sorry for my sins that I did. But it's like, <laughs> I'm not really, I wasn't really sorry for them because like <laughs> they'd happened so long ago. I really didn't remember them, you know? Yeah, I guess I'm a sinner. I don't know about it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. My... I would always just go on retreats and then be like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I'm on this retreat, and I'm only looking for a girlfriend, and I'm not looking for God. I'm <laughs> sorry. And I would do that every <laughs> single time, and I would never learn. <laughs> I'm literally Were you so actually dumb. sorry for your sin? What? I am sorry for that sin. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I just happen to keep doing it. Oh, true. <laughs> but anyway, uh, can you – Patrick, you go to Franciscan. Can you talk – for yeah. just like five seconds just about uh, confession and why it is the way that it is. And then mm-hmm. I have lots of things that I want to say that I'm really sad about. And I think I need your background before I can say them. Okay. Okay. So like why why confession exists? Why confession? Why you know, why can't I just go straight to God? Because like, you know, I was hanging out with some of my friends and um, they just go, they just say like, I'm sorry straight to God and it's fine. So like, why can't I do that? You know? That was offensive. RT if you hear that every day of your life. Yeah, and it's like, it's a, um, it's tricky. Because it's like, but for all of salvation history, taking our sins to God has never been directly to God. There's always been a priest. I mean, even in ancient Israel. if you will. Yeah. There's always been a priest. And it's been the high priest would, okay, so the festival, the Feast of Atonement in ancient Israel, um, they would bring an offering of a, a, a lamb and a goat 
and the goat would be set free into the wilderness, presumably to die, and the lamb would be slaughtered for the sins of Israel. Um, and so that was done through a priest. So like the sacrifice of the lamb was there, but the priest, you know, was the mediator for it. In our case, we have an eternal sacrifice made by a human being that is offered by a priest. So, yeah, I mean, then, then you can go into the argument of like, well, Christ is the high priest. Why don't we just go directly to him? He's the high priest. But in John 20, 22 to 23, we have Jesus saying, all power on earth has been given to me. I send you as you as, I send you as the Father has sent me, um, binding and loosing sins and all that stuff. Is that what John says? I don't know. I don't think I think you read the you memorized the wrong verse. Wait, really? John twenty twenty two is uh, whose sins you forgive or forgiven them, whose sins you retained oh, yeah. or retained. I think right before that though is we should have looked at this beforehand. Maybe, dude. I don't know. I'm a Catholic. I don't know what's oh, in the Oh, yeah, Bible. sorry. Right before he says, so like, uh, John twenty twenty one, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And in this, he's giving the same authority to the apostles to a lesser extent that he gave to Peter in Matthew 18, where he says that uh, if you... um. If you any sins that you bind, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And in that verse, he's talking specifically about the forgiveness of sins. And we know that because literally the first thing before and the first thing after that little verse that we've all memorized, if we're apologetics experts, is about sins. So right. He's saying like, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? How shall I forgive him? As many as seven times. And Jesus says, seven times, 70 times. And Peter's like, whoa, that's so much time. Um. And that's the verse that I kind of wanted to to end on because it shows that God's forgiveness is endless. Seven times 70 is this number of of perfection and infinity, and it's not. um, Jesus is trying to say that forgiveness isn't finite. There aren't a certain amount of times you're allowed to screw up before you're turned away forever. Um, And that's really important to understand because sometimes we feel like we've gone too far. You know? Yeah. Well, that's good. Thank you for that background. Um, no problem. Because I think I think just there are so many issues with with our age group and maybe everyone older than us and everyone younger than us. So everyone um, has an issue with understanding confession and then having the humility to approach confession. Because I think I mean you know you just gave a really good rundown of what is confession, why do we do it, and there's so much been written on this subject and we can read the Bible and we can look at Catholic answers. We can look at the catechism. We can look at this and that talk to priests, all this stuff and figure out the why. Um, and I think a lot of people know the why and they understand yeah. that confession is a sacrament that's been given to us, but they, they just don't go. Yeah. And I think that is without a doubt, Everything else considered the biggest tragedy tragedy in the American church today. The biggest mm-hmm. tragedy in the American church today is that people aren't going to confession. And it breaks my heart because that it just it's allowing sin to just run rampant in the world. And I'm not saying that if you don't go to confession you're a sinner and you should die and you're going to hell. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh th- there's so much to be gained just by 
going and confessing your sins and going out into the world and taking that absolution and living it. Mm-hmm. And we just don't do that anymore because we think that confession is reserved for, oh, when we go home and we see grandma and she takes us on a Saturday morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> not. You know, We all have a personal responsibility for what we've done. And that's just kind of a problem with society is that nobody wants to take personal responsibility for anything anymore. It's always, oh, this is and this is what I'm doing right now. I'm blaming society. <laughs> it's this, this is society's fault. You know, this is my parents' fault. This is this person's fault. This is that person's fault. No, with your sin, it is only your fault. You know, you said it last week. I think the only thing that we own is our sin. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to own a lot of sin. Uh, it's not something I like to keep in the bank. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's just so frustrating to me that yeah. I have to sometimes drag my friends to the confessional when they're fully practicing faithful Catholics that I go to daily mass with. And I know that they, you know, maybe some of them shouldn't be receiving communion um, because of the things that they do. And I say, hey, you should probably go to confession sometime or at the very least, like, not go to communion for, you know, until you do. And they're like, what? I don't understand. Like, I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. fine. You know, this is cool. This is whatever. Like, no, it's not. You know, what you're doing is not cool. Um, you know, repetitive, habitual, mortal sin is, not, is not, cool. not cool. And you can't just casually waltz into a Catholic church and act like everything's fine. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just... And we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, we all... Know. We have. And I I definitely have. And I, you know, thought that I was okay. It's really... We're really good at deluding ourselves is what it is. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, I always talk about, you know, I think that I'm cooler than the people at church and cooler than the people at the party. But in reality, I'm just a sinner in both places. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's... Uh, it's really easy to just think that everything's fine and that you don't need to go... Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I don't know. What uh, I get it. I need your I I need mean, thoughts. Help me. Here's what I'm saying. If you want to understand the sacrament of confession, memorize and meditate on the act of contrition. So I happened to memorize the act of contrition in grade school because in grade school, they had us pray the act of contrition after I went to Catholic grade school. They had to say the act of contrition <laughs> at the end of every day. I always thought really? that was interesting. We were, we yeah. were a repentant bunch. That's who, <laughs> that's who we were. And I mean, it was, it was nice. And I remember praying it once with my mom and she was like, that's a really beautiful prayer. And I was like, yeah, we pray it after you, we go to confession. And she was like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Because, like, usually they have a little card that you read, and, like, this is what you read after you hear, if you say confession things. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's one part in the act of contrition that's, uh, I promise, with your help, to do penance, to sin no more, and to avoid whatever leads me to sin. So, like, those are the three conditions. So, like, we need to do penance, sin no more, and avoid the near occasion of sin. And so we have to focus on those things. But we have to understand the the phrase right before that is with your help. Mm-hmm. So with, with Christ's help. So in confession, we're not just receiving the forgiveness of sins. We're receiving the grace to overcome those temptations in the future. 
So like that's why that's why it's suggested that you even go to confession if you don't have mortal sin on your heart. Like if you haven't gone to confession mm-hmm. in a month, you should go to confession because even if you, you haven't have killed sinned. someone, you should go. Yeah, exactly. Because even if even if your biggest vice is that you gossip, you need grace to overcome that, and gossip can turn into a mortal sin easily. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah. Plus, I mean, I think a lot of people confuse the the sacramental reality of confession with the emotional high of confession, which is super annoying. It's not annoying, but it's, it's good for some people because they're like, Oh, you know, I feel so good. And I feel like there's a weight been lifted off my shoulders. And like, yes, that's true. But I've never felt that that's because, yeah, that's because you probably, you know, just had a psychological breakthrough, you know, like, cause when, when our brains, like when we hold something in, right. And we have a secret and we don't tell anyone, which usually most of our sins are. Cause it's not like we just go around shouting, ah, I'm lustful, you know, like <laughs> at least I don't, maybe you do, but, uh, we don't just shout those things off from the rooftops. So we keep them inside and it feels good. Like you get a dopamine hit when you let a secret out, you know, that's why it's so yeah. hard to keep secrets is because we just want to tell people, things that they aren't supposed to know, you know? And so saying these things to the priest and then receiving absolution can feel good emotionally. And that is part of why, you know, the sacrament is a good thing, you know, because it, you know, it feels good, right? makes you happy. You don't have the proverbial weight of sin on your mind, on your brain anymore, which is all good, but... That is not the focus of what confession is. And I think especially in our age group and when, you know, we have accusations all the time of we're too focused on emotion, you know, with your conferences and your praise and worship and your charismatic prayer, you know, you're too focused on emotion. And your Beyonce. And Beyonce. (laughs) And I think sometimes, at least in this area with confession, I think that's true is that we are too focused on the emotion. It's that... You see people crying after confession or at something, this, that, or the other thing. And you're like, wow, I want that. You know, Mm -hmm. like, that sounds so cool. Like, you see 4,000 people in line for confession at Seek or whatever. But, you know, it's not going to be that powerful of an experience when you go at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday to the priest that can barely hear at the parish in your town when there's no music and there's no pretty girls to look at in the confession line, you know? (laughs) And so... The sacram- know, grandma's bingo friends are choice. <laughs> Your penance is to go talk to grandma's bingo friends for 30 minutes. Thank you, father. <laughs> but you totally ruined my train of thought. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I was on a roll and you just killed it with this stupid. Now I can just have this stupid image of old women playing bingo in a church. <laughs> When are you, okay, the last thing you said was when there's no music or pretty girls right. look at in the confession line. The sacrament is exactly the same. Yeah, which is why we should not confine confession to retreats or um, events like big adoration nights. Like it's good to have them on those nights, but yeah. everybody should be just as encouraged, and it should be just as commonplace for people to go on a Wednesday or on a Friday or on a Saturday before Mass. You know when there's when there's a line and it's quiet and there's a variety of people there 
and you're not talking to anyone, you're not singing, you're just waiting to receive God's grace in the in the confessional. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes the emotion is taken out of the equation sometimes, mm-hmm. and people don't like that. And I know that was kind of my, at least when I was in high school, I was just like, ah, confession's not as good when I can't go in a room with like 50 other priests saying confession because it's not as cool. Uh, or I feel <laughs> uncomfortable when it's just one-on-one and there's nobody else, you know, standing in line with me. Yeah. But we have to get over that. If you want to have an adult faith, you have to get over that. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to call anyone out. But that's just my experience with kind of the, some of the conversations that I've had about confession in college. And from what I found, the more you go to confession, the more you see your sin. And because the the more you're going to confession, it's just kind of, I, I, I found, I found the phenomenon that I'm always thinking of quote unquote material, you know, <laughs> like before I'm like, you know, I haven't been to confession in a week and a half. There's a priest right there. I need to go to confession. I'm going to go examine my conscience for like 15 minutes, then go in. And I'm like, all right, what have I done? I'm trying to think of stuff and I'm like, wow, you know, that actually was sinful. I need, I definitely need forgiveness for that. And you kind of like realize where where your faults are and then you get the grace to overcome the little faults, you know, and you always hear like there's a danger of scrupulosity. And if you struggle with scrupulosity, find a spiritual director, but most of us don't struggle with scrupulosity, (laughs) you know, Uh, most of us aren't aware enough of our sin. And so frequent, frequent uh, confession, it's good what saints do yeah we all want to be one of those one day you see that i i tweeted to my future sainthood investigators the other day no way (laughs) i'm anticipating that my my cause for sainthood will be brought up and they're going to look through my twitter account and so i said (laughs) future internet trolls don't read this future sainthood investigators hello That's the goal, folks. Live as if you're already a saint, even if you're not. <laughs> Wait, no. Live as if you're already a saint. Go around, like, to people in hospitals, just touch them on the forehead and be like, be healed. And, like, what? Stop. Please don't. This is do how that. heresies start. <laughs> but This is how cults are formed. Anyway, to your point. Yeah. Um, I, I've had, you know, a few times recently, not recently, I mean, just in the past six months or so that I would go and I would make an active contrition or I would know that confession would be coming up and not active contrition. I would examination of conscience. That's what I meant. And, uh, I would read through it and maybe it was like a slightly different examination of conscience than I would usually read. And then I would say, Oh shoot, that's a sin that I do. (laughs) And I just have this whole like flood of like crap. I'm such a bad person and like, oh no like all of these things and then you're just like oh I really need to go because you just have this mm-hmm. flood of shoot you know how could how did I let this one thing slip by and I've done it so much that you know we don't even realize it again yeah. confession frequently if you if you go often and you make an honest examination of conscience every time hopefully you'll eliminate those things that are you know, the surprise sins or whatever. Uh, yeah. Because we don't want those. And also you'll eliminate habitual sin True. if you go frequently to the same priest. Yeah. Because it is so annoying. Just the the logistical, just nagging of it. It's not even like the spiritual, like, I believe that I should get rid of the sin. It's just like, man, I don't want to go back to Father Gerald. 
I don't know Father Gerald, and tell him that I messed up again. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, <sighs> although it's, actually, it's so annoying. I should speak on that Sorry, later. Ahead. Oh, okay. No, I should speak on that later. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, for me, I always go to. We have two priests, and I always go to one of them um, because he he gives really really good like. It's short, and he doesn't go on for a super long time, and he just literally speaks right to my soul, and it's amazing. Um, but I always, I always start off with the same one, and like whether I'm behind the screen or not, he, I, I just know that he knows that it's me, because <laughs> it's just, it, there's no way that it's not me, because I'm the only one that phrases it in that way, probably. You and know, the first and thing so, that Ethan starts out with is listen to the Crunch new episode Sundays. <laughs> I was I was super prideful about my podcasting. He goes, "Oh, hello, Ethan." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, just being going back to the same priest. A lot of people don't want to go to priests that they know. Yeah. I have no problem with it because it keeps me accountable, and it makes me think. Like you know, when I'm you know sinning, like I do, and I'm like, "Oh man, this isn't good." Father Bob's going to be disappointed in me again. Dang it. Dang it. So, And I think that's yeah. that's why the human aspect of confession is so important. And mm-hmm. when you hear people like, why do you have to go to confession? It's like, because we can't really feel the disappointment of Christ. And if we did, it would kill us. Wow. We would just die. Oh, no. First of all, I mean, like one time, one time I was just walking around Franciscan and I was just thanking God that I couldn't see the weight of my own sin in light of the weight of his, like I was, I was like meditating on God's love for me. And I was like, wow, like I can, I understand it so much more than I have before. And then I was like, thank you for not showing me this and my sin because both of those together would just like wreck me. And I I have like a meeting to go to and I can't cry now. Um, (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I, I, I mean, I think we address like going to confession and how it's important, but I think we should also address shame in confession. We were talking about this a little bit last night about like feeling shame before you go to the confessional or being shamed in the confessional, God forbid. Mm-hmm. Um, be like what I, what I said earlier about um, going to the same priest, like you get annoyed having to confess the same thing over and over again. Right. While that is a feeling that everyone feels, um, if you struggle with habitual sin, it's important to remember that like God never grows tired of forgiving us. We just grow tired of asking for his mercy. Classic quote. I don't know who said it. We, but you know, that that's something that we have to remember. God will always forgive us if we ask him to. Boom. Boom. Wow. Have you ever been shamed in the confessional, Ethan? I've ever been shamed in the confessional. Yeah. No, I've been slapped around a bit. Yeah. But not like I've never, it was always because like I knew that I was a piece of crap, not because like they thought I was a piece of crap, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's always been, I've, I've never had a bad like confessional experience other than like a really old priest that just couldn't hear half of what I said, you know, but that's, <laughs> and you that's up shouting and that's different. Yes, I did kill two people last week. <laughs> I love how murder is always the go-to mortal sin. It is. We assume because no one's committed we, it. Assume, yeah, I mean, I haven't <laughs> killed anyone. You go to Franciscan, so who knows? Who knows what I've done? Who knows what you do? Yeah. but yeah. I've been shamed in the confessional before. Really? Yeah. 
you look like you I had a full on argument. Story, so I had a full on argument with a priest over whether or not something I did was a mortal sin. <laughs> and he was like, no, no it, it was it was it was a terrible it was a terrible conversation. So I was like, no, Father, it is not a mortal sin. Like I promise. And he's like, and it was right after mass too. Yeah. And so he was like, did you receive Eucharist today? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, how could you? And I was like, oh, oh I'm sorry. And, he, and then and then like. I'd, I'd gone to this priest before, and he was like, when I when I told him the sin, he was like, how could you do that? You're one of the youth group kids. And I'm like, Father, have you never sinned before? Because you're a priest, so you should be how held to you, an higher standard. How could you do that? How could you do yeah, that? Yeah, if any priest says, how could you do that to you in confession? Just be like, buh. I'm just here for absolution. <laughs> if you, yeah. Because <laughs> they can't. Can they reject you absolution? If If you're not sorry. What if I am sorry? But it's hard. Then no. Okay, well, good. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear your ranting at me. Just give me the sacrament. At me. Don't at me. Turd. Don't call your priest a turd. Don't at me. Absolve me. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. That's a sin. <laughs> and uh, then I had another priest um, when I went up to ask him for confession before Mass, yeah. like right before Mass. He was like very loudly like, oh, are you in a state of mortal sin? And it was very loud, and everyone looked at me, and I was like, um... You're can, like, yes! Can I not answer that, please? <laughs> yes! I killed eight people! We're just increasing the number every time we say it. <laughs> um, yeah. I got yeah, that. So if you're a priest listening to this podcast, don't do that. Yeah. If don't you're, do stuff like that. If you're someone that's about to become a priest, also don't, don't do, do that. Don't do that. If you're a layperson... And if a priest does that, yeah. Go to confession. And if a priest does that, forgive him. You, but don't, like, you can't absolve him. You can just forgive him. <laughs> yeah, don't try to absolve the priest as he tries to absolve you. <laughs> and I absolve you of your sins, Father. I forgive like, you um, for being a chotch. <laughs> In the name be of the quote. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. good. I got that off my chest. I have a, I have a psychological high right now for <laughs> unloading all of these things that I was thinking about confession that I didn't get to say. I'm going to testimony later that I had such a podcast high after I finished podcasting and then everyone's going to want a podcast. Woo. Um, few things. Uh, please write a review on iTunes so you can be the crunch of the week. Also, we're like hopping in and out of the religion and spirituality top 200 podcasts. <laughs> so... Um, we would really love to be above catching foxes. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make enemies, but I also want to make enemies. It's okay. Luke has already made an enemy of us by publishing grammatically incorrect things about our podcast. <laughs> anyway. You know that you know that tweet I did the other day that was like the baby aspirin and the extra strength aspirin. Yeah. I was gonna do that with like our podcast versus it's, Catching Foxes catching podcast, foxes? but no. we would be the but we would be the baby aspirin. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man, he said he I, said we're gonna go on soon. I'm I'm pumped. I'm really yeah, excited. I mean, I'm ready to road trip over to Cleveland or wherever they are, Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to their episode with um, Daniel and Anna Glaze, uh, yeah. that Catholic couple, and it was really good. They talked about YouTube as like a medium for evangelization. Oh Classic. man, it was so it was so interesting. I loved it. Listen Wait, to it to if, char- if you don't. We need to charge them money because we promote their podcast. <laughs> we promote everyone. It's true. Uh, all right, we are massively over time. 
Not really, but yeah, not really. We can four, minutes four minutes over thirty minutes. We hit thirty minutes exactly the last two weeks in a row. So I'm making up for it now by going for like thirty five minutes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, contribute to the Patreon. Follow us on Twitter. Let us know if uh, there's anything you want us to talk about. Um, leave a review. We love you. Is that? Are you good? <laughs> do you have, do you... <laughs> we love you. You sound like you're ending a conversation on the phone with your mom. Like, I love you. Bye. Listen to the crowd. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Please pray for us. Uh, we will be praying for you. Go to confession. See you on the Twitters. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.